You are now tuned in to Built to Quit, a podcast where I talk with and dig into the stories of Black entrepreneurs and their journey to full-time entrepreneurship. Be sure to tap in every other week to hear distinct perspectives and lessons learned from Black entrepreneurs who created a blueprint and business that allowed them to leave their nine to five, but in a way that worked for them, their family, and their finances. And now for this week's episode. Hey, good people. Welcome back to Built to Quit. I am rolling solo dolo today and just want to like chit chat with myself, I guess, Um, just about this whole word, uh, entrepreneur. What does it mean? What does it look like? Is it meant to be defined? Just so many questions. Let me start with this. The definition of the word entrepreneur by way of the Merriam-Webster dictionary is one who organizes, manages, and assumes the risk of a business or enterprise. I think that is a solid grounding foundation for what I believe an entrepreneur is. I think it's a solid grounding for how I embrace and walk in entrepreneurship. But I, I wonder if if it does apply, does it have to apply just to a business or enterprise? Can it also applied to an idea, a thought, social impact. I'm thinking of folks that, you know, aren't necessarily doing work to make money or to make a profit, but to be of influence of change. And I think that entrepreneurship should and does go and extend beyond just someone who runs a business. I believe that I'm finding and learning, at least for me, if I had to define what entrepreneurship is or what an entrepreneur is or what an entrepreneur does, for me, it's it's all the things. Yes, to me, a large part of it is, one, are you willing to accept the risk and liability that come with running a business? But at the end of the day, it's like, are you a doer? Do you actually get work done? Do you see your ideas and your your business planning through? Do you see your vision through? Or do you just ideate? I think there's space in the world and a need for people who just have ideas and want to put them out in the world. But I think that there's uh, even more space for the folks that have the ingenuity and the drive and the grit. And I hate this word, but it, I mean, it applies. And the hustle needed to make those ideas into something real and tangible. So, you know, for people that are just trying to figure out, am I an entrepreneur? entrepreneur? I want to say that entrepreneurship looks so different um, for everyone, but I do believe that there are some foundational practices and principles, again, that extend beyond, you know, do you just have an idea and you decided to, to do it? I want to use uh, Naomi Osaka as a an example of why I don't think that entrepreneurship is extremely linear, um, which is interesting because I'm a very linear thinker and linear processor and doer. But you know, I'm human just like y'all, so I'm growing and in, in learning uh, different things about myself daily. Um, and so I want to use the example again of Naomi Osaka for folks that don't know who she is. Um, she's an amazing, amazing um, tennis player. A few quick, interesting stats about Naomi. She's the first Asian ranked as the number one tennis player in the world. She's the first Japanese player to win a Grand Slam. I think she has like actually won more than 
two or three, I want to say four at this point. Um, and she's the first tennis player to light the torch at the Olympic Games. The reason why I want to use her as an example um, as just of, of why I think that entrepreneurship is not linear is, is, well, let me start here. Let me break this down first. When I say not linear, what I'm thinking is sometimes we assume that to be an entrepreneur, you have to be in your business full time. And that's just not true. Sometimes, you know, you don't, you're not able to work in your business full time because you have, you know, real life things, you have family, you have bills, or you're just not ready to take that leap. And, and I get that. Um, and so I, I think from a very high level, we just assume that if you work for yourself, that you just an entrepreneur and people that are doing it part-time are more, they're just not right. We, we, we say that they're side hustlers and I've always had a side hustle shout out to all the side hustlers, but you're still an entrepreneur, even if you are working a nine to five and building a business on the side. So let me just say that going back to Naomi, the reason why I want to use her as an example of, of why and how I think that entrepreneurship just doesn't look so black and white, that it's not just limited to just you working in your business full time is because she has so many things going on. Like professionally, if I had to quantify her nine to five, she's a tennis player. That's her job. She's a tennis player. She gets paid to win tennis matches. She trains, she travels. Um, and it's a big part of, I would assume, I don't know Naomi y'all, but I would assume it's like her primary stream of income is right. How she, she pays her bills. Naomi Osaka also just launched a sports management company. Um, she also recently launched a media company with LeBron James. It's a whole like situation around the naming of that, but another conversation another day. Um, and she also has a sun care line. So is she an entrepreneur? Absolutely. Does she have a nine to five? Yes, she does. But she's had ideas. She's had, you know, a passion, a desire to have change and influence in a way that extends beyond her nine to five. To me, that makes her a tennis player. And not only does she have the vision and the passion, but she's actually driving and doing and taking action in all these different areas. So, you know, if you're on the fence and just trying to figure it out, if you have a business, if you have an idea um, and you're actively uh, pursuing it and you understand that there is risk as well as rewards, which I wanna kind of pivot into next you are an entrepreneur. So, you know, own that, sit with that, embrace that and know that you are part of the entrepreneurial ecosystem. It may look different for you, but you are an entrepreneur. But again, this applies to those of you that actually are doing the work. Not those who just like say, I have a business, but you're not taking any action. I'm sorry, but I don't think that you're an entrepreneur. I think you just had an idea, but then maybe you don't know how to, you know, you just don't have a desire or the gut or the will to move it forward. So I, I personally would not consider people that just have things sitting. And I'm not saying that, you know, when I say sitting, meaning that you just have not, you just have not taken action, which I think is a choice. Not the people that, you know, maybe started something, but had like life happen that kept them from moving forward and making progress. But those that just haven't done anything, there are people that I like to say they're more talkers than doers. So I personally am a, a grower, not a shower. I heard that recently. And I was like, oh, I love that. But I digress. Let me see. I want to, let's do this. Let's talk about some of the characteristics of an entrepreneur since I'm like, you know, throwing a little bit of shade. I think this is definitely a good place to, um, and again, this is just my, based off my experience, based off of um, what I've done, what I've seen, people I've talked to, even here on the podcast, right? I think that there's been some great similarities in just character um, and skills needed to to really embrace and and be an active. Let's call it an active entrepreneur. That sounds a little bit more 
um, polished and less aggressive. Being an entrepreneur requires hard work. Uh, I believe that many things in life are hard. <laughs> Most things are hard. And I think that at some point you have to pick your hard. But being an entrepreneur is is hard. And I, and I believe that it's hard because in traditional work settings, we have more structure. We have more rigor. We have people who guide us. We have people that direct us. Uh, we have systems we have to work within. And when you decide to become an entrepreneur and start your own business, um, thought or idea, uh, you, you know, you don't have all of those kind of constraints. And so everything is left to you to figure out. And I, I do believe and have experienced that figuring out those various um, angles within entrepreneurship, um, it's hard. It's hard to navigate, especially if you don't have the experience of not having been guided, or if you don't have the experience of um, you know, understanding what it means to be self-motivated and self-driven or the experience of having to be resourceful and figure things out. Consistency and discipline is something I've been talking about with a friend um, this week that's really been top of mind for me and just how I, y'all hear the train? I have my window open as I'm, as I'm recording today and I'm not going to close it because the air feels so good. But yeah, I also live near a train station. Um, maybe that's a sign as well. I have to talk about, maybe I'll think about, you know, correlating trains and the power and impacts <laughs> and motion to be an entrepreneur because sometimes ha, I figured out sometimes it is a freaking train ride the train is moving and when you start a business sometimes you got to get people that are going to get on board with you sometimes you got to get on board with your idea right that's part of the progress and moving forward um, but consistency and discipline has been something that's been top of mind for me personally. And um, it's something that I've struggled with uh, as an entrepreneur and as someone that like always loves to to ideate with other people and, and strategize with other folks, which, you know, at the end of the day, it's just people just kind of swapping ideas and brainstorming. When you have so many ideas, it gets sometimes it gets hard to actually pick one um, or to to pick one that you actually see through and finish out. And so for me personally, um, consistency and discipline has played a role in one, just how I choose to manage uh, my ideas and how I choose to execute on my ideas. Discipline for me uh, means boundaries. It means sacrificing things that I want to do so that I can do things that need to be done now in this moment for the long term and other things that I want to do beyond uh, today. Um, discipline also looks like saying no. Discipline looks like having a schedule and a routine. And I think that when I think about consistency, it's like, okay, once I've identified, like, these are things I need to do skill-wise to be disciplined, I need to cut out, I need to say no, I need to set boundaries. The consistency is the repetition. It's okay, now that I've established these, these areas, these disciplines within my life, I need to consistently exercise them for all things to come together. So um, those are just extremely important uh, I believe to have, if you, you know, want to make money, because again, being entrepreneur in my mind partially is about profiting, but also, uh, again, going back to just having change and influence and, and, and taking an idea and, and to manifesting it. I want to say resourcefulness is not talked about enough. I think as an entrepreneur, for me, I found that there's so many things I don't know. And so I have to spend time trying to figure things out. And even that in itself can be very frustrating. It can be very lonely. It can feel like you're not making progress, but resourcefulness is key. A part of resourcefulness, yes, is the financial, but I'm speaking of even, you know, if you're launching a business and maybe you're a wonderful baker, but you don't really understand, I don't know, the science behind baking. I don't know if it's measurements. I'm just using a, 
an example off the top of my head. Um, but if so, maybe you need to spend some time really understanding when I say science and, and measurements, you know, what, what works well in terms of ingredients, how much of what will, you know, will change and impact the flavor of something else. And that applies to just different parts and aspects of business. Um, that's being resourceful, right? Doing, getting on YouTube and um, finding credible people that can help uh, add value and help you become a little bit better upskilled. It means also reaching out to people in your community and network, you know, if it's the people that are smarter than you in certain areas ask for help, that's being resourceful. Um, that's another way of just trying to figure things out. And then sometimes you just got to do it yourself and you'll learn literally as you grow and as you get deeper into the process. Strategy and character. Strategy is extremely important. Uh, I don't think that people are inherently taught to think strategically. It's something that I feel like I, I learn and have learned and continue to learn, but I'm always self-checking personally and professionally um, and thinking about like, what is the strategy, which, you know, in a nutshell, we can say it's a plan. I think strategy is a little deeper. I think the plan is evolved out of the strategy. Um, strategic, you know, thinking is to me, it's much more long-term. You think about what's the vision, what do you like, what do you aspire to be in understanding what elements are needed to fulfill that aspiration? And then the plan to me comes out of that. It's more of your tactical pieces of your business and, and quantifiable pieces of your business and things that have to be done immediately now that are going to feed into and lead up to the overall development of your strategy. If strategy is not your strength, uh, I would say learn, right? Use resourcefulness, learn Google, YouTube, do some research, find a podcast, connect with people, um, or hire a strategist. There's all type of strategists, whether it's business strategists or social media, strat marketing strategists, um, messaging, PR, communication strategists, financial strategists, there's strategists for everything. And I think it's essential to entrepreneurship, especially if you're someone that is really good with coming with ideas and maybe you're a little bit more quote unquote creative and you don't want to touch <laughs> the kind of the, you know, business operational or strategy. You just want to like create and make the pretty thing. You got to have a strategy to roll it out. You got to have a strategy for it to be successful. Um, and so I would say, you know, make strategy a priority uh, no matter where you are in your business and revisit the strategy. Sometimes you have to re-strategize. Uh, one thing I, I've, I've done this year for the second half of this year in June to December is I had to kind of reset my personal strategy of like, Jasmine, what are you doing with your life, girl? Where are you going? In a very much more intimate way. Um, but then I did the same thing for a few things I have going on in the business. And so I just, you know, implore you to make time to create a strategy, but also make time to revisit it and reshift it. Sometimes we have to go back to the strategy and say, you know what, this is not working or who we thought was our audience is not. Let's go back and, and figure out what the strategy is to meet a new audience, a new demographic. And then character, um, I yeah, say this a lot, but I don't think that character is talked a lot about in the world of, of business and entrepreneurship. I think that it is becoming much more mentioned. Uh, and I think because of the world that we live in, people want to be much more aware of like who they're working with, who they're doing business with, who they're supporting. And when people find that whom they're doing business with or supporting the values on aligned. I think, you know, that that's when you see impact to business. But I think that as an entrepreneur, as a business leader, we have to just make sure, you know, our character, we understand what are our moral, where's our moral compass? Like, what does that look like? What are our values? 
Um, and is that depicted in our business? Is it depicted in our business interactions, right? So it may not just be like, you know, for me, one of my value, personal values. And uh, one thing I think a lot of folks that know me would say about my character is like, time is extremely important to me. I do not like to be late. And people who are late annoy the shit out of me. I just, I just feel like you got to respect time, my time, other people's time. And so I make sure that in my business, that's also reflected, but it's also reflected in my personal life. And so in business, whether it's me jumping on a call with a client, my calls start and end on time, right? Like I respect the time that I have with other people. Um, If it's not necessarily me servicing a client, uh, the other way that time and that value shows up is if I'm meeting with someone about my business, right? Character, like it's part of my personality. You're going to get, hey, I know we got an hour. I will always, almost always start with, I know we got an hour to talk. So I got an agenda or I know we got an hour. Appreciate your time. I definitely want to, you know, make sure we cover these things. That's just my way of acknowledging time because it's important to me. And so as part of the, the my character and who I am, my core, I am a, gosh, I just, time is just, it's something we can't get back. And so it's, again, it's infused in how I carry myself. It's infused in um, even how I communicate, right? I, I I think about, and this may sound silly, but like sending long emails. Anybody got time to read a long email? Like, or just knowing that people also don't read long emails. People don't read in general. I know that when I'm crafting a message, right? An email to someone, I'm thinking about, you know, how much time am I, the, the person going to actually have to, to read my email? And so we make sure that this email is like as succinct as it needs to be um, so that they, you know, get what they need to get from it. So that's just kind of one example. Um, I think also with character, like kindness goes a very long way. Now, I think that there is a difference. There is a difference between nice and not just, I think, but I know there's a difference between being nice and being kind. I'm not a nice person. I'm just not, but I am very kind. And so when I think of, of character, I, I think that people who are kind to other people and uh, just because of, you know, I just think that humans should be kind. Like everyone should be kind to each other. Even if you don't agree, I think the character takes, I think the kindness and, and character people who are, who demonstrate kindness in character, typically I would think go a much further way. And it's because I believe that kind people have more relationships and better relationships and relationships are essential to business. There's like relationships are essential to life. But particularly um, when you're an entrepreneur, you're starting out, or even as you grow, right? It's, you know, there's going to be an element of, yes, some cold calls, cold emails and cold networking and all those things. But at the end of the day, your network is what's going to really help propel you to the next level. Your network is going to be, you know, a key advocate for what you do and how you operate. And so I would like to assume that people who are much more kind just have, just are like, better with people. Like we just have better relationships. I will say I have been doing a lot of um, thinking and, and just kind of reflection and, but also watching other people move that are in business. And I will say that I will say that everyone that's in business is not kind. I do think that there is something to like nice people <laughs> do finish last. But again, I think there's a difference between kind and nice. I think I had looked up the word nice a while back because I remember I had this conversation with friends before nice means that you're a little bit more, I think the word is amenable. Is that a word? And that, you know, you are most likely to compromise with people or maybe, you know, take a back seat to help someone else, um, even if it's to your own detriment. And there's nothing wrong with being nice. I'm not saying you should not be nice. I just believe that in business kindness 
um, which to me is more about an acknowledgement um, of someone else um, in a gentle way uh, is the difference between nice. And actually, I'm going to do a quick Google while I'm here because I want to make sure I'm giving y'all some solid definitions. So let's see. Merriam-Webster says definition of nice is polite and kind. I don't agree with that. Pleasing and agreeable. That's the word. I think I was saying amenable, but I think that is a word. Maybe, maybe not, but definitely agreeable. I think people that are always in agreement with, even if they don't agree, (laughs) that's nice. Um, Let me look up the word kind. Oh, wow. Different definitions for kind. So let's see. Fundamental nature of quality, essence, um, goods or commodities. Let's see. Nature, family, uh, sympathetic or helpful nature. Okay. So let's just say the word, let's just say, let's say helpful. Um, oh, I love this one also, uh, to give pleasure or relief. So yes, I definitely, definitely think there's a difference. Nice, let's just say, is being much more agreeable. Kind is more of, um, let's say, giving pleasure or relief, uh, sympathetic in nature. I think that all human beings should be kind. I don't think that we should all be nice. Let me just say that. Um, but I digress a little bit. But just character, you know, I think good people do well in business. I think that bad people do as well, but I think we should, I I think that the way that society is moving that things like values and ethics, which comes back down to character is really going to be the detriment of business for some people. So I just encourage you to also make sure that you're doing professional development work, personal work, whether it's therapy, um, whatever that may look like for you, but just make sure you're checking in and, and that you're clear on the, on your, you as an individual, um, what's your character, you know, what that looks like and how it's perceived. That's the other part, right? I want to shift into another side of entrepreneurship. And I know we talk a lot about, oh, entrepreneurship is this and it's hard and it's this and it's that, but it is also very liberating. I think that there is some really, really goodness to being an entrepreneur, um, while I do think a lot of that is sometimes over-glamorized, especially on, on the social channels, you know, and I think it's over-glamorized and aligned more so to the material benefits of being an entrepreneur. I mean, yes, you make a lot of money and you can make a lot of money when you work for yourself, but we know it, it takes, it's a process and no one just overnight, there's no just overnight, you know, millionaires, it's not a thing. Here's some things that I found that I, that I found to be positives just, yeah, positive in terms of, you know, being in the world of entrepreneurship or being an entrepreneur. I love that as an entrepreneur, I feel the most liberated and free. I feel like I am able to operate without the constraints that have been set by the world and by society. Um, And it is because it's, you know, you own your business, it's your idea, and you're able to, to create it and extend it um, the way that you want to. Um, You're able to work on it, right? Flexibility in hours, liberation in hours. You're able to work on it when you want to, right? Maybe your business is just a weekend business. So maybe it's just an evening business. Maybe it's, you know, not, you know, it doesn't operate between hours and nine to five. That's the beauty of, it's one of the beautiful things of, of being an entrepreneur and having your own business. So when I say liberating and freedom, I just, again, I think about I have a blank slate to create and do things that the way that I want them to be done completely from start to finish. Doesn't mean that those ways are always the right ways or the best ways, but it just means that I have that option, which I believe is also a privilege. Entrepreneurship also ex- has also, for me, um, it makes me look at what I'm working on in a deeper way and it's created a sense of, of pride and humbleness. And I, 
feel like I take more pride in what I do because it is mine, right? It's like that ownership and not just like legally I own it as a business owner, but like I own this because I created it and I made this into what I want it to be. And so that's another beautiful thing about being an entrepreneur. I would also say, this is the big one, right? People always like money, money, money. That's the truth. I believe that when you choose to enter the world of entrepreneurship, you no longer are limiting your, your income. Um, you're able to make as much money as you, you know, hope. Um, and again, that's, you know, at a very high level, there's things that, that impact that, right? Is your business, is your product good? Are your services good? There's some things, but point being that, you know, when you go into work for a job, you know, your salary, you're going to only get this, no matter how many hours you work, you're going to only make this amount of money per hour or per year. And as an entrepreneur, you know, if you want to, you know, have different services, different businesses, different offerings, you're not limited to just that one salary or that one per hour rate. So yes, there are definitely financial benefits, uh, more financial options when you choose to be an entrepreneur. Uh, I also like that I'm able to just feel a little bit more in control of my life and my schedule. Some of that has changed and, and, and we'll talk about that maybe in the next episode a little bit. But I do feel like at the end of the day, and it's it's been hard to do that as someone that's, that is a type A that likes to be in control. It's still very hard when you're on your own trying to figure out like how to make things work, right? It's almost like there's still never enough time, hours in the day, but it is a beautiful thing to say that, hey, if I'm, if I'm a morning person, I'm going to only work on my business and work on these things every day from 5 a.m. to 1 o'clock. After that, I am done with business for the day. That's an amazing option to have. It's an amazing feeling to have. And so definitely one of the benefits uh, of being an entrepreneur, you just can do things when they work for you. Now, we know that that's not always always going to be the case because depending on what your business is, who you're working with, uh, you know, service-based, product-based, you may be required to actually work more. And that's one thing that some folks don't understand. Um, yes, you can set hours, but you still may be working more in the long run, especially if you're just starting or if you're making a major shift in your business. And then the last thing I'll say is that I think that leadership is another benefit of being an entrepreneur. And it's because, you know, when I think about my my past days of working um, for other people, I just feel like sometimes that leadership uh, role was stripped from me in a formal way, even though I was still a leader, right? I do think that some folks are born leaders and I think that some people are, can be shaped and made into leaders. I just don't think that everyone is just born that way. Some people are, some people are not. And so I am a natural born leader. I am very clear on that. And so in my past experience, um, you know, maybe I was a in a leadership role without the leadership authority and decision-making. And so when you step into become an entrepreneur, especially if you, you know, you, it's your company, you're running it, you essentially are a leader. You may not, you know, be the best leader when you first start. And I think that goes back to when we talked about character and making sure that you're uh, identifying opportunities for you to be developed personally. The same applies to being a leader, right? Just understand that as you begin to build a team and you work with other people that, they're depending on you to guide them. They're depending on you to set the vision and to set the strategy. And sometimes you got to even jump in and, and lead them in, in terms of doing the actual work. So I see that as a, as a plus, especially for po- folks that maybe, you know, again, have been born leaders or maybe you weren't born leader, but you just desire to be in leadership, you know, entrepreneurship affords that. So just a few things that I think are the positive and just the good of about 
being an entrepreneur and being able to run and manage and build something from scratch. Um, that's it, y'all. I just want to talk a little bit through, you know, entrepreneurship and just kind of, you know, defining it and how I see it. Um, would love to hear how you see it. If there's something you feel like uh, was missed, like send me a note. If you feel like there's an area that's just, that's just always missed that we don't explore enough in entrepreneurship uh, in terms of defining it and what the ecosystem looks like for entrepreneurs, like drop me a note. I would love to hear um, your thoughts. As always, you know, thank you for, for tuning in. Just a little short one. I think we have about two episodes left um, in season one. It's been a, a wonderful season. I've just had the luxury, uh, privilege of just talking to so many amazing entrepreneurs this season. I'm really excited about season two. There is going to be a season two. Um, we're going to do some things a little different, but same focus, uh, you know. Is this where you should be? You know, should you be working for yourself? Should you be doing both working for yourself and working for someone else? Um, We will continue to explore, you know, what this entrepreneurial path looks like, particularly for Black people. Um, With that, you all have a good week. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. But most importantly, share it with your community. Thank you again for listening. And remember, you were built for this.